everybody and welcome to episode 142 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and back alongside me for this episode of Retroshock News is Mr. Chris Vint. I would have just said I'm the other co-host, you know, so <laughs> you I, would would, too. I would have just said that, so would have. So. The joys of off-air banter, everybody. <laughs> but uh, welcome once again to the show, everybody. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode of the number two edition of the Vintage Collection, Chris. Yes, and uh, I need to kind of up my game because I've only got like a couple of I've got three games so far in February, so I need to kind of get some more if I'm going to do another episode to talk about. But basically, what you're saying is you need to spend money. Yes, or any any donations would be gratefully received. Um, so uh, you could certainly do that. But yes, anything um, that I'm trying to find Nintendo wise, but for a good price, I'm trying to do so. Um, so even slide in those DMs. Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, Vinto three one six on Twitter. Uh, so yes, everybody. As I mentioned, this is going to be an episode of Retroshock News. If you haven't listened to the show before, if you're brand spanking new to this feed, uh, God help you. Mm-hmm. Um, only joking. But uh, what happens is, since the last time Chris and I sat down together and recorded, we basically take a look online, see exactly what bits of uh, pop culture, nerddom, etc. news that has piqued our interest and we would like to give an opinion on or just passing comments on. And we bring those here, pick a few random ones and then give those opinions to you lovely people. So, do you want to kick things off or shall I? Um, I'll let you go first. Okay, though. Well, we'll kick off with video games then. And it wouldn't be an episode of Retroshock News without a little bit of Star Wars news. So uh, we have to stick with that. And that is the fact that this a big deal kind of wasn't really made about this. This was on a earnings call. So it was. So the types that you see Vince McMahon go on and Triple H and all these sort of guys for WWE uh, to try and keep the stockholders happy. And it just so happened to be mentioned this was the EA one. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it was mentioned that uh, the Fallen Jedi Fallen Order game that is on the way that was kind of not let's just say very underwhelmingly announced. Yeah, it was kind of last year. We've got a name for it. Uh, uh, don't ask us for a release date yet, and you're like, okay, just speaking to some chap in the crowd. Yep. Um, its release date is for fall of this year. Now, what I'm going to ask Chris is. Is this a bit of a surprise to you that we're going to get it this year? Because I don't think it'll come out this year whatsoever. If you look at the likes of Battlefront whenever, they, or Battlefield, say, whenever it was meant to be penciled in for like a March or April window, and then it was penciled in for the tail end of the year, I think they've done that for this call thing, because that's obviously whenever a lot of their games come out. That's where you make your money is around, you know, the holiday period. But... I be we haven't seen anything to do with this at all, um. With the likes of um Sony now not going to be at E three, it's up to kind of Microsoft to show us then or whether EA or they they normally have their own ones. So yeah. whether we get to see something of it then, but because we've had so many things that are in development that have then been pulled away and cancelled, it's scary to think that you know like they've had. The, the EA have had the Star Wars license and have only brought out two games yeah. to do with it. And I think this will be, it'll be fall, but I have a funny feeling that it'll not be this year, it'll be next year. I find it very um, odd of EA to 
potentially jump the gun here, mm-hmm. especially on an earnings call. Yeah. You know, they, these are the guys that, you know, and girls that you're meant to be keeping happy when it comes to stock, you know, and money in their back pockets. And you're touting a potentially big IP for this fall. So thus falling in this financial year. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow through on that and do well, get good sales, etc., etc., or push it back, then they're not going to be happy people because the stock's probably going to fluctuate down. Yeah. We saw what happened when the whole loot box fiasco happened with oh, the, you know, the latest Battlefront. Yeah. Um, it didn't go too well for them at all, and I'm sure there was probably a few heads rolled somewhere mm-hmm. in regards to that. But the thing that I'm concerned about is, as you say, we've seen no footage, we've seen no nothing, and it's meant to be a proper single-player adventure game, not the one that was meant to be coming from you know, the ex-Naughty Dog folks yeah. and stuff. That's been long since cancelled now. But, you know, if this isn't just one of these ones that like you can do with like a sports game or a battlefront and reskin but keep a load of the yeah. inner workings, mm-hmm. I definitely think this year's probably going to be pushing it. Oh, yeah. Unless they're just going for some sort of mad, amazing surprise reveal and go, look, look we've been working on this for like six years now, which I don't think no. is the case. No way. Going by that interview that happened. Yeah. Uh, at last year's E3. I hope for it to be good, but with the way EA has been going, I don't have much hope for it. Yeah. Please surprise me. Absolutely surprise me. Um, I think the other kind of final thing to say on this, before moving on to the next news topic, supposedly in another report, Disney are happy enough with how EA read, are doing with I, their IP. I read that and it's just like, how could you be happy with that? That's that's like <clears throat> you Disney having the Star Wars license and then going, right, okay, we're going to bring out movies each year and then each year they keep getting delayed or they keep getting cancelled. You know, it's like DC saying that they're probably happy with their films that they've put out. You know, like, well, you're probably happy with two or three you're mm. not probably happy with all of them and how they've performed at the box office but um, I just I, I don't get I don't get that at all I think it's maybe a case of because they maybe think that other publishers can do as good a job but they only have two games come out and the fact is that they're both near enough budget titles now and we haven't had any since well, when did Battlefront come out well it was around was it around episode 8 time it would have been before that, maybe. It was just before, I think, because so, that's when they've tried to coincide them. So you would have had maybe f- four or five years ago. You know, um, it's it's crazy to think that we've only had you couldn't even count them. You no, know, no, you've only had two. You've only yeah. from EA. You've had Star Wars Battlefront one and two, and whenever you look at the back catalogue of like Lucas Arts and what they used exactly to do, so. it was like say about twenty twenty five, and like say seven year period or something like that so to have those two I actually saw it on Instagram somebody showed me and it was like say five boxes and then yeah it would have been about 20 or 25 odd games and then you just see Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2 and you're like wow but that's that's been you know them being handcuffed with EA because of Disney's obviously went okay you get the exclusive license to develop Star Wars games and it's just EA and now don't get me wrong EA have tons of uh, development houses and studios mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff 
But when it was just LucasArts, they could basically just go to everybody and say, okay, pitch us yeah. a Star Wars game. And that's how a lot of like Rogue Squadron and all came into being. Mm-hmm. It was just these companies coming in. They'd maybe had an idea for a game in terms of in their own heads, but then they went and thought, well, if we applied Star Wars to this, yeah, it would be fantastic. But um, it comes to something that we actually saw more footage of that Star Wars thirteen thirteen that got cancelled, and that one you were talking about that yeah. you just see like the Tie Fighter flying over. We've actually seen more footage from two cancelled projects than we have from one that's still in development. Yeah, and that's a bit worrying. It's pretty nuts. Well, my next uh, topic is to do with video games, and this is from Forbes, Alan. I thought it would go like, high class, high class, um, which <laughs> is to do with the Resident Evil Two remake sold an astonishing three million copies in its first week. Um, it appears other gamers are happy with this. Capcom announced today that the game has sold three million copies in its first weeks of sales, as a truly staggering sum for a remake or any game. Resident Evil 7 sales topped 2.5 million in that game's first week, so Resident Evil 2 is already off to a better start. Capcom says it expects Resident Evil 2 to shift a similar number of copies as Resident Evil 7 was sold a total million of six copies. The original 1998 Resident Evil 2 sold 4.96 million copies, so we would expect the remake to breeze past that with ease. Um, for some context on what 3 million first week sales means, here's how look at some other games, some of these may surprise you. Um, estimates place Resident Evil, or Assassin's Creed Origins sales at about 1.5 million in its first week. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 sold an estimated 4.2 million units in October. Monster Hunter World sold an estimated 2.45 million. Far Cry 5 sold an estimated 2.4 million. Meanwhile, Red Dead Redemption 2 sold 17 million copies in 12 days. So, so what you're saying is they didn't do too badly. They didn't do too badly for a remake, for a remake which is something that I have thoroughly enjoyed playing. Um, the graphics are just like it's. You can tell that they want to be, they want to be nostalgic, but at the same time they want to build it from the ground up. You know, like it's not a case of it's like a Last of Us or it's. Um, you know, like something else that they've just basically said, okay, here's a remake, and they've kind of made it look a little bit nicer. Yeah, it, it's like they've. That's why it's taken like three odd years. I think this was first announced in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah, and obviously that's whenever the first announced, and then start bringing it out, and just like the graphics on it, but you could still have you know, the guy who we always said looked like Will Smith in the um police locker. He's a crucial part of it, but it's such an. It's such an awesome game and one that I was really excited for and when it came out and I played it I was exceptionally happy with how they did that, you know, because obviously they've done the first one, they've done zero. Um obviously four, five and six are still pretty to look at on the PlayStation, so the only one that kind of needs done is Resident Evil Three. Um, but people are saying that they want like um Oh, like I would love a Dino Crisis remake because that's not even available in the UK store. Yeah. It's available in the US store, but not the UK store. So I think there's maybe something to do with, you know, the way some different um, companies own that and they only have like, certain distribution rights or whatever. So whether it's a case of that. But have you had any look, uh, watched any of this or played haven't, any haven't of it? I ha- haven't had a chance to be hands on with it or anything yet, but I have seen plenty of videos and mm-hmm. stuff off the footage and it it does look outstanding like graphically it looks sublime and 
as you say, calling it a remake is pushing it also, really, you know, because having watched original stuff mm-hmm. and watching the new stuff, yeah. and I think there's been a few behind-the-scenes videos I've watched as well, the development process mm-hmm. of it, and seeing that it wasn't just a simple case of maybe with the likes of Crash and Spyro, yeah. where it's, that's one-to-one. Yeah. Oh, yes. Keep the controls the yeah. same, keep this the same. They actually went to the trouble of going, right, if we made this game now, mm-hmm. what way would we make it? Yeah. And that involved repositioning things in the maps, you know, you know, I think certain things like the statue and all in the police yeah, station yeah, and all has yeah. been moved. You know, just to make it more suitable to modern day gaming. Mm-hmm. And of course, obviously, a big part of it as well that's changed is the camera. Yeah. Uh, you know, there were very static cameras in the original one. Um, I think I read as well there recently that someone's created a mod that you can have like the original camera style back for it. Well, you see, one of the things you can actually buy on the store is the original soundtrack swap. So whenever you boot it up, it actually has like the original cutscene music from Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Whenever you go into a room with a typewriter, you have the save you know, music room. So as soon as you open a door and you just hear dun, dun, and you're like, oh, I'm in somewhere safe. So it was nice to do that. So I did that with Leon's one in the second playthrough and it was just nice to have that old music, especially at the end credits. Yeah. Um, there was stuff there. So, and then they've brought out a lot of costumes and the good thing is that on February 15th is that there's three pieces of DLC coming out and it's all free, which is brilliant and that's something that hats off to Capcom that this is something that they could have asked money for and they've decided not to. Because they have been notorious to do that in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, with the likes of Monster Hunter and things like that, but I think whenever you've remade or reimagined the game, you can't really ask for things like that, you know. Because a big part of your audience that's probably bought the game has yeah. probably been people who have played the game oh, yeah. when it originally came out. Mm-hmm. Um what are your thoughts uh, in regards to... Have you seen some of the memes that have been creeping up online in regards to a certain bad guy in the oh, game? Mr. X. Mr. X yeah. and X gonna give it to you. I've seen like somebody have a rocket launcher and he's walking up and then as soon as you put the rocket launcher up, he kind of just turns away and then walks away. And I've seen one of like a zombie and he just kind of shoves the zombie out of the road. There was another good one I saw as well. It was like... Um, it was, there was a shot of someone climbing down a ladder. Mm-hmm. And he's just waiting on the floor below and the person just goes and goes back up the ladder. Um, but no, it's definitely one I'm going to look to have a go at, uh, hopefully in the not too distant future. I still have to play Spider-Man. It's just been oh, sitting wow. there. Because I still haven't finished Assassin's Creed or- Origins. Like um, Origins or Odyssey? Origins? Odyssey. Odyssey, Odyssey, Odyssey sorry. Odyssey, yes, yeah. yes. So many O's. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, but I am now probably all the side stuff's done and I'm into the main quest again, so I am so it probably won't be too long. So that's done. See if, and see if Alan can play Spider Man by the time EA presented a Star Wars game. <laughs> It'll probably be that case. It probably will be that case. Uh, any final things you want to say on Resi? Oh well, um speaking of which to tie into that, um that there've apparently that a TV series is in development at Netflix. Netflix has ordered an adaptation of the Resident Evil film and game franchise with original movie studio producing. First um, Umbrella Academy and now Umbrella Corporation, Netflix's quest to dominate all pop cultures knows no limits. 
Uh, Deadline reports that this wouldn't be just a Resident Evil TV series in development. It would delve deep into the franchise's mythology. The series would reportedly cover the inner workings of the Villainous Umbrella Corporation and the terrifying new world. Uh, Yes, there will be Easter eggs. And it just says there are a couple of things to do with that. It's just whenever you see here about Resident Evil film franchise launched in 2002 with the aptly named Resident Evil. And saw five subsequent sequels: <laughs> Apocalypse, Extinction, Afterlife, Retribution, and the final chapter. Uh, they all earned one point two billion worldwide. Um, That's just because there were so many of them. <laughs> I remember, I remember watching the last one with Natalie on her birthday, and it was one of the most confusing and just awful films that I that the pair of us had ever seen. So I actually did order the. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the CGI movies. Yes. I actually ordered there was a new one of that, uh, Vendetta, which I'd never seen. So I've ordered that and it's it arrived and still in the cellophane. But would it be something that you would watch? I definitely think so. Um, if, again, it all boils down to if it's done right. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, the, uh, well, could you ever say the Resi movies were 100% gold mine of, you know, fantastic movies? No. You know, you could say they probably bordered in the earlier days as all right. You sort of. I actually prefer the second. I thought the second one was better than the first. The first one struck me as more like a B movie. Mm. It was very very cheesy and all, and hard to believe that Oliver Queen's stepfather was in that too. That's true, actually. Yeah, so yeah, very true. Um, and then they just eventually gradually became a way to keep. Mila Jovovich getting some dough in the bank sort of thing. Yeah. Because that was sort of directed by her husband anyway, weren't they? Uh, Paul Anderson, I think yeah. it was. And then Ali Larder was in quite a lot of them. She always had big-ass earrings in them, which <laughs> I find very strange. But no, definitely, I'd give this a watch on Netflix. Um, especially if they're going to go at it from the perspective of within the Umbrella Corporation. Yes, but it needs to be stuff that, again, like you've got the video games here. You need to... You know, like the second one had Tyrant in it, which great. But then the other ones didn't really have, you know, like anyone like that. You know, you had Jill and stuff, but you need to kind of, you know, like you would be great to have like one TV series and the they're in like a mansion or whatever, and Mister X is mm-hmm. kind of hunting them down one not, by one. Uh, not Captain Cold as uh, Chris Redfield. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great actor, but oh my goodness. Just no. Why would you cast that, no. you know, him as Chris Redfield? No. But continuing on the video game vibe, we're very much on a video game tear here. Uh, new information suggests that Sony has already begun shifting its first party focus towards the PlayStation 5. This information comes from an industry analyst slash insider called Daniel Ahmed. Uh, he's wrong, it's all on you, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, he says most of the focus for Sony first party studios is on PS5 right now. While Ahmed states that the transitional period is in the very early stages, the general buzz coming from GDC, whatever that is, was the first party developers have begun preliminary work on future PS5 titles. According to Ahmed, this would also mean that the first PS5 development kits are out in the wild. It has previously been suggested that this is the case, but Ahmed goes so far as to say that he's heard positive things about the kits from those who have already got their hands on them. What is maybe even more interesting is Amma's suggestion that Sony already has a couple of unannounced games already existing IPs with PS4 in mind. That seems to suggest that the company hasn't completely abandoned the idea of producing major PS4 games and will seemingly treat the PS4 as their main focus for 2019, while we strongly believe that the next generation of gaming will start in 2020. Not only this, 
but it's also been suggested that trademarks and copyrights are out there suggesting that there could be some form of backwards compatibility emulation stuff within the PS5. Thoughts on all of this, Chris? Well, yeah, I mean, I can understand as long as they keep supporting the PS4 because the PS4 would then have near enough half the shelf life that the PS3 would have had. You know, effectively we're getting there where hardware is getting more powerful and they're able to do more with it. I did see that Troy Baker traded something to do with like huge news coming soon. So whether that's a tease to the Last of Us 2 trailer. But maybe this is why Sony have pulled out of this year's E3 is because they maybe want to talk about their own stuff and they want to talk about, you know, what's coming to PS4 and at the end, very much like Microsoft did last year, kind of tease you know, next year we'll have this, you know, and all that kind of caper. Um, it's exciting to see, but at the same time, you know, people have maybe got PlayStation 4s for Christmas or like one or two years ago, and then if the PS5 comes out, like, well, the PS5 will probably, if it's backwards compatible, does that mean it's going to do PS4 to 1, or is it just going to do PS4 and PS3? You this know, is going to be an interesting that, point. It's, yeah. It seems that they've been hinting that it's at least PS, PS4 and PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether it would go sort of along the Xbox route if they went further back, yeah, you know, for PS2, for example, because mm-hmm. I think from what I have heard, the way the Xbox works is, yes, you're putting your physical disc in yeah. from your past generation, but it's like downloading the game yeah. from online again. It, it downloads a digital copy of it, so every time you want to play it, you have to put the disc in to play it. Whereas if, like, say with... Like, so it's like your license key. So, so say, like, with Mass Effect, I have the disc of it, but if I want to play that, I have to put the disc in in order to play it. it kind of, you know, like, if you bought it digitally, then you just download it. Yeah. So it's just a case of them just putting that game onto the marketplace and then going, there you go. Um, which is weird, because with the likes of Sony, you know, we, we had backwards compatibility on the 60 gig PS3 for PS2 and PS1 games. But then after that, we never had that. And I think maybe they've learned a lesson of how, with the likes of the PS Now, it's not been as good, and certainly Microsoft's Xbox Game Pass. But the thing with that is that with the likes of, say, Crackdown out this coming week, that'll get immediately added on to that. But then you affect your sales of that, because effectively somebody could sign up and could do a 30-day free trial, play that there, and go like, that was crap. And then that's it. They don't need to play anymore. 60 bucks saved. Yeah, well, I think for if you're wanting to get it for the year, I think it works out at just over £100. So you're spending £100 to play games whenever you want to. Yeah. Which is fine, but whenever you think of, say, like Netflix, you're spending half that. Yeah. You know, like, and that's... And I think that's part of been part of what PlayStation's problem has been as well. As obviously, now it hasn't had as big a catalogue as, say, Xbox is currently yeah. sitting at. But they're also charging a reasonably handsome fee as well. Something like eight or thirteen pound a month, something like that. Which is enough. It's yeah. enough. And the whole thing behind that is yes, they're making it more accessible that you don't need to always be online, I think. But No, you do you do. Oh, do you still have to? You I thought I heard something about being able to download now the, or something. Well, unless they've changed that, but whenever I first started it, you had to do a test on your internet to make sure your internet was yeah. strong enough for you to do that. That's the that is the key concern is if you don't have powerful enough internet, there's yeah. no point point even. Yeah, if you live in the sticks, then like a guy I used to work with, he couldn't use it. He couldn't even stream because his internet's that weak. 
Yeah. And you're like, oh dear, that's not good. There'd be nothing worse than being in the middle. That's where I wonder is, how does that all work then? If you're in the middle of a game and say your internet... Yeah. You know, sorry. Dies. I was going to say something a bit ruder. Um, Craps out, let's say. Um, What happens to your save? You know, are you stuck with, you know, your last auto save or... Probably, How often yeah. is it doing that sort of thing? I think it'll be something very much if your electric powers out mm-hmm. and then it'll be your last save and that kind of thing. But um, I'm interested to see, but with the likes of, especially with with the lackluster sales of the PS1 and how badly emulated that was. PS Classic, you mean? PS sorry. Classic, sorry. Um, they kind of need to up their game if that's what they're going to do. Yeah. You know, they kind of like have to make it look a bit better. You know, whenever, like, I had some woman in who was buying that and she said she bought a game for it already. And what, what do you mean? She went, Oh, we were looking for this game. Oh, got it online for like 50 quid. Now, do you know that this is a console? It doesn't, it's like built in, it doesn't open. I said, like, Your disc will be bigger than the actual unit. Oh, dear. So she had to go and actually source a PlayStation. I said, Get a PlayStation 2. And then I was doubting myself and went, I've only failing to play PS1 games and I was like I think it is, yeah. yeah but you see it's been that long that even yeah. you know like you were like I think they did you know like whereas they do yeah. but I had to look it up and I was like no they do play it and I said go for a Playstation 2 because it means you only got a Playstation 2 game you've got that uh, as you've well got, you've you know, got the so. ability to you know flip and flop between the yeah. two but no I am, I am of course excited with the potential of the next generation of consoles the thing I find just weird about all this is it feels like this generation only started yesterday to me i don't know mm-hmm. about you um but i do think definitely the way this is being phrased in this article and amongst other things that are floating about out there in kind of video game land it does seem that we are going to get again that sort of crossover that we had with like ps3 and the yeah. ps4 and 360 into xbox one yeah. The PS4's lifespan, I think, is going to go for at least probably another five or six years, potentially. Mm-hmm. With, And I also think what we're going to get a lot of as well is still going for sort of like what they did with the Pro. Okay. In that they're still going to develop the games, potentially, that they could play on PS4. Mm-hmm. At least some key ones. Yeah. You know, kind of like proper first-party ones. Yeah, like The Last of Us 2, probably. Something would be. like that, yeah. yeah. That... You know, you can play it on PS4 if you want, mm. but there's also going to be the PS5, like, mega amazing, look how beautiful it is Yeah, it'll, edition. It, it'll almost be, like, with Blu-rays and then having the Blu-ray and then the 4K version of it. Exactly. Is so. that you'll probably have, like, the same game, but you're going to have, like, a more optimised version for, like, the PlayStation 5, so. Exactly so. All right, my next one is to do with the Avengers End Time. End time, end game. Russo's on runtime and test screenings. We knew it was going to be a long one. This is from Den of Geek, by the way. And after months of hearing that the Marvel's upcoming box office plunder Avengers End Game was being clocking at a three R mark throughout the editing process, it's still at the three R mark. Directors Russo Brothers confirmed the current runtime in a new interview with Collider, where they assured everyone that Disney isn't too fussed if the climax of the MCU's broader stories. Turns in the most most buttonomist of franchises to date. This has apparently been the feeling in the endgame test screenings too, with audience giving the pair great feedback so far. Um, again, this is a combination of uh, film of twenty two movies. It's a lot of storytelling to work into it, 
Um, and they just says, indeed, the directors are starting to think that the Fallout Infinity War might end up being compelling. You might not be able to take your eyes off it. We have screened the movie four times for audience now. For the first three screenings, not a single person got up to go to the bathroom. So obviously they did in the fourth one then. <laughs> so some person in the fourth movie just went to the toilet. Seriously? Yeah. yeah so And it <laughs> says no bladders were harmed in these Avenger Endgame test screenings, we hope. So with this being out the 26th of April... And I'm saying that it's going to clock in at around three hours because the last one was about two and a half or something like that, wasn't it? It was getting on. It yeah. was getting on. But it didn't feel like it no, was No, no, not at all. Not you know, at all. so um, with that there, obviously, three hours I'm fine with because I think the last movie I watched that was probably three hours was Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But it's not <clears> going to have as much action and as much, you know, like... The Lord of the Rings movies, I'd seen three movies over, you know, like a couple of years. Whereas this here has been like from 2008. So whenever you're getting to the end of it, you know, it's going to be like Game of Thrones. No, no matter how long the episodes are, you're going to sit there and watch it because you're compelled to watch it. And Absolutely. the same with this here is like no matter how long it's going to be, you're going to sit there and go like, oh my God, this is, you know, great. You know, and that's the thing is that with it being out. A couple of months after Captain Marvel, it's going to be interesting to see if that, like we always say, like I wonder if the the end credit scene is going to be something to do with the next movie, and it very rarely is. And you hope that this one's going to tie into that very much like it did with Ant Man. I'd say there's a good chance. So let's hope. So, are you excited to see Avengers? Zone? Um, no, Chris. Okay. I, I, I couldn't be bothered. Going to watch this. Batman versus Superman Absolutely, instead. Absolutely, yes. Extended edition. I'll stay at home. Um, yeah. Three hours, four hours, whatever. I think nearly any Marvel fan would sit for over six hours, really, if you said to them, we're going to give you a six-hour movie yep. of you know, this Avengers movie. Um, the, the whole reason why everybody talks about, oh my goodness, this movie's clocking in at nearly three hours, is mainly because it boils back down to theatres, cinemas, you know, and turnaround times for screenings for these you know, movie companies for Disney, etc. Obviously, if a movie is two hours long or an hour and a half long, you're going to have the ability to get more showings in mm-hmm. in a day. Yeah. Thus, cha-ching, more money. But Avengers, much like Star Wars, when this comes out, if, say, you have a 10-screen cinema that you go mm-hmm. to, there's a good chance in April, when this comes out, on the first day, eight of those screens yeah. are going to be Avengers. Yeah. So, just if they're three hours long, it won't matter that much because there's probably going to be at least as many showings as there would have been. Yes. Yeah. Whether pro- it's three hours or you'll not. You'll probably find one starts at 10, quarter past 10, half 10. So, you're going to find one. And then, whenever that one finishes, then by the time this one here is finished ready then, to roll again you know like and then you're ready to go yeah so exactly um, because I remember seeing some of the stuff for when like Force Awakens came out especially in some of the big American theatres where there's like flipping 25 screens and yeah. all of them are just Force Awakens and you're just yeah. like wow and they're all sold out you know constantly for the whole day it's, it's going to boil down to, again, it's going to be interesting to just see how these two match up this year with Avengers and Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance Avengers potentially could pip the post of Star Wars I here. think I think you're right because of 
how good Infinity War was and how um, unreceptive people were to The Last Jedi. Yeah, and it's, I, it's, you know, opinions for Last Jedi were extremely mixed. So many people butting heads, etc. Mm-hmm. Whereas... I think it's fair to say that you'd probably go 99% of people that came out of Avengers Infinity War were like, can I, can I, can I, yeah. can I see what, can, what's happening? You know, tell me what's happening. Is so-and-so and so-and-so yeah, still or it's, in it's this? Yeah, or it's almost a case of, uh, do you want to go see it again? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's almost a matter as well. I'll just go, just pay for another ticket. You're just like, just if you in. had, probably most fans, if you had the ability to jump forward to April of 2019 when you saw mm-hmm. Avengers in 2018, most probably would have taken the opportunity to do that. Just show me it now. Show me what happens. Um, and it's, it's, if you weigh that up, it's like, if you look at them, these are perfectly lined up as, right, okay, Star Wars is going in and into its last one. Yeah. Now, obviously, this Avengers isn't going to be the last Marvel movie by any but, you know, it could, imagine, but, but it could be the last one with those Avengers. a potential big chapter point yeah. ending in the book. Or you could maybe almost describe it as the end of a volume. Mm-hmm. Phases, whatever way you want to call it. So it is to what would be maybe Marvel fans more than Star Wars. Their big potential change of the guard or whatever it may yeah. be moment. So I do see that as the potential one that's going to take it. Do I think three hours is going to matter in the overall... Stakes of things, not at all. Now, before we move on, we'll quickly throw in one of uh, my news ones, which was Avengers anyway, which was kind of the quick Super Bowl spot. I'm going to turn the light on here because it's getting ridiculously dark. (laughs) It's got dark very quickly. But yes, there was the the Super Bowl. I probably shouldn't be saying Super Bowl. Apparently, a lot of, have you heard this, YouTube channels have been told that they cannot say that. Because apparently a man will come to your door and knock on your door and say, you can't use that term, give us money. So, whatever. So we call um, it the mediocre bowl after the, what the... The, the mediocre bowl. Um, and that's, well, that probably perfectly describes it this year. Going by what American folks have been saying yeah, mm-hmm. in terms of the quality the, of the match. Lowest scoring one, I heard. But I do also think you maybe can describe the overall kind of what you would normally expect to go with the Super Bowl in terms of trailers mm-hmm. is probably mediocre as well yep. mm-hmm. because you used to get probably a half a dozen oh my god yeah. you know, trailers whereas um, another one we'll maybe talk about quickly um, you had Fast and the Furious uh-huh. got a trailer but you know they released that a couple of days before the Super Bowl came out so people had already seen it you would have maybe have got a Star Wars one as well during I'm really the surprised Bowl. we haven't seen one yet of that um, I'd say they're just going to hold for celebration now, considering it's April. Just wait for Avengers True. to get out of the way, maybe. True. Yeah. Um, the only problem there is uh, Star Wars Celebration falls on the Sunday Game of Thrones comes back. So mm-hmm. uh, they'd have to get that out of the way pretty quickly to get a few days hype. But nonetheless, anything stand out to you from the Super Bowl spot of Avengers? There's some stuff we've seen, but it was very... You know, quick, 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 yeah. you know, shots. Oh, it was only like 30 seconds, very much like the one they did with Captain Marvel. Um, it's at this point, whenever they start releasing smaller ones, that I try to stay away from them now. So that'll probably be the last one. Yeah. Unless it's like a two or three minute one, that'll probably be the last I'd one. So you'll I'll get watch. one more big one in there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll probably get one slightly after Captain Marvel comes out. So maybe, well, then she comes out in 
what March? March. I'd so say then, your logical. I'd say your logical thing is you'll get an Avengers alongside Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. As in it'll be what's in. Yeah, cinema. but it, it was like whenever when Star Wars came out and then started releasing the TV spots and then there was like a little s- snippet here that was different and you're like, okay, I just, I know it's coming out. I don't need to keep being reminded of this. I've been <laughs> knowing for years now that's coming out. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to see, obviously, some of them together and it's the first time you kind of see them together and you're like, okay. Um, but again... I, th- I think that this is going to be one film that's going to have so much hype and it's going to deliver with the hype. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see what yeah. we get. Now, uh, we'll obviously try and keep this spoiler-free here, so we will, but you finally get you finally get a proper shot of all that remain mm-hmm. together in sort of a dramatic walking shot. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful shot of them in like the Avengers base. Yeah. It's like the sunset in the background. Well, almost like just the silhouettes along. all of them, so to yeah. speak, yeah. Um thought that was great. Um there's an interesting as well, wouldn't be Marvel without theories coming out, but a lot of people seem to think that going by this trailer that, that a time jump occurs mm-hmm. at some point. There's been rumors of time travel flying about about for this movie since before the first yeah. part of this, yeah, with Avengers them all in out. their original gear and all that kind of stuff, exactly. But the say that the shot that potentially proves that there could be a time jump is uh, Black Widow mm-hmm. because you see the shot of her with like Steve with that short bob cut from yeah. the first part of Infinity War, but then there's a shot of her shooting like targets on a range and her hair's in a ponytail, right? That stretches down. To between her shoulder blades, mm-hmm. which would suggest, you know, a passage of time has occurred for her hair to grow. Yeah. And that matches up with the shot you saw in the previous Avengers trailer where you see her kind of meeting Barton. Yeah. So that's where the thought is, has there been a time that has passed here where they've made another attempt at saving the world mm-hmm. and maybe failed again. Yeah. And then that's maybe potentially where they then resort to the time travel stuff. Okay. Potentially there. See if that happens. <clears throat> Amazing. Fantastic. But yeah, definitely it's sort of all very apocalyptic sort of thing. People living in like houseboats around the Statue of Liberty and all as well. Yeah. Um, cannot wait. Right. Moving on. We'll pick up the pace a bit here. Oh, um, what a pun. Hey, had to. What a um, and that is the fact that the CW has renewed all of its Arrowverse shows. So Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. I'm Supergirl, really surprised that Legends of This is renewed. why I wanted to bring this up. Because as soon as I saw this news, I thought, I want to hear what Chris has to say on this. Um, Legends. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, it's one that the more I talk to people, the more people have said, oh, I watched the first episode and then I give up, you know, um, I think it was the same with you with Supergirl, is that you're kind of behind in Supergirl? Oh yeah, I'm way behind now. Right. Um, with Supergirl now starting to become a struggle for me, they did a really good twist in it. Mm-hmm. And with the next episode, it was I have kind had of that twist spoiled on me, unfortunately. And it was but... kind of and it was kind of put under the carpet and kind of mentioned a couple of times. You're like, you have this, which you can near enough use as your enemy, 
and then you're not going to go and it's like okay right whatever you just focus on the girl who apparently you know like fell asleep all the time and can you know dream and focus an episode on her okay um <laughs> but with legends i just i don't get it um especially because of how they weren't involved in the crossover yeah as well i think if they were involved in the crossover and then that led to more people watching them mm-hmm. but i think it's just a case of now they're just renewing them for the sake of renewing them. Um, it's almost seemed like, at least the way I'm seeing it, is it's almost like CW has been treating legends recently as like the drunk uncle. Yeah. That would come along to a family gathering. It's kind of like, oh, it's just your uncle Bob. He goes go and sleep in the corner. He's there. The, he's there. And if you want to pay attention to him, great. And if you don't, there's these other fun ones over here that everyone, you know, bothers mm-hmm. with. Sometimes this one will mix well with this one, but lately we're just keeping him to himself, you know. So. Again, don't get me wrong, if you go back and listen to our CW shows, Legends has been one of my favourite shows across it, but even I will admit, especially this season, it completely was having me go off the show. So mm-hmm. as now, don't get me wrong, I'm going to catch up again probably and see exactly how it has gone, because it's not back on TV till like April either. It's having a huge gap this year. I think there's like a month gap for Arrow and Supergirl. I think the last season, last episode there, like it was a 150 of Arrow, um, which was weird. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yes, I've seen it. I've seen it's it. Very, we, we, we can save that for an end of season. It's discussion. very strange. And then with Flash, I think Flash is on next week and then it has a break for a month as well. Because it was one of the first ones that came back, but then it took a break of a week when it was super. Yeah, they've all been very out of sync. Yeah. Um now with the CW stuff, has Black Lightning got another It has indeed, yes. That's something that I really need to catch up on. In yeah. fact, that's something that I'll probably start watching because there's the month break now, and I was actually saying to my mum that I've nothing to watch, so that's actually going to be something that I'll try and watch then to try and get caught up on that because we've got two seasons of that yeah and it's on it's on netflix yep, over exactly. here so, so it's, it's it's almost too handy yeah exactly and that's what i'm afraid of that's, is that, that is the yeah. problem isn't it um but yeah don't get me wrong very happy to see that there's another season of arrow coming very happy to see there's another season of flash coming mm-hmm. um it'll be very interesting because a lot of people we're worried that this could potentially be a very surprise last season of Arrow. Yeah. The way things have been kind of leading up to stuff. I think that both Arrow and Flash need to have a really villainous villain. Um, they Tor- seem... Tor- moustache. <laughs> but, like, we were talking there about... I'll not go too much into it, but the last episode of Arrow had a villain that you could have said, oh, that's like Crossbones from, yeah. you know, like Captain yeah. America. And he looked a cool villain, and then it turned out, oh, it's just, it's just some, it was kind of like, oh, there's some nutter in a mask. Right. You know, this isn't Scooby Doo. Yes. You know, and that's the thing. And then this other one, now, I didn't know until somebody told me, is that, do you know who that guy who plays Cicada is? Yes. He's from American, American Pie. Pie. Yeah, I did yeah. not know that. Did you not know that? I thought he just looked like, a, like Jason David Frank, but his, you know, no. Let's do this now. And you're like, okay, that's that's, down, that's more perverted than it sounds, you know, yeah, villainous. Yeah. But they seem to have a villain and then the villain goes away and then they have this stopgap villain and then the other villain comes back, which is something that we've had in Arrow, you know, and I just, I want, you know, like, I want like a Malcolm Merlin or I, yeah. I want like a, you know, like, and obviously we've got like 
bits and pieces to do with you know to do with the reverse flash and things like that and then you can see you can kind of see where that's going but yeah. I don't want to talk too much about yeah, it. Yeah, I must say, one thing I've been oddly confused about with Flash this season so far is they did kind of tout that the kind of the villains were going to be broken up into blocks. Like, there was going to be, like, maybe three blocks to the season. Right. And there was going to be, like, a villain per block. So I thought, like, maybe the way we've had Cicada now, mm-hmm. Cicada's still ticking and still going here. I thought that Cicada was only going to be, like, the first third. Yeah. And then we were going to get who was next and who was next or thing. Yeah. Whereas it all kind of just seems to be flowing as part of the story. Mm-hmm. But that will be something for a better discussion uh, when we do our end of you season stuff. You go ahead and stuff. do that and then I'll do my last one. Which... Okay, okay, no problem. Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do Fast and the Furious or do you want to do some DC? Oh, well, we'll go DC since we're talking about the other stuff there. Okay, okay. Well, we'll combine these two because there's not much really to overly talk about on one of the subjects. Um, first one is it has indeed been confirmed that Ben Affleck is no longer Batman. Uh, shock horror, Chris. Oh, um, but DC went tried to go. We know we kept saying to you that he hasn't left as Batman and yada yada yada. But look, we have a release date now for the next Batman movie, and it's in twenty twenty one. Don't look at this mess over <laughs> here. Um. We praise DC in one episode and we take it away in the next episode. But uh, I take it again, you weren't greatly surprised I by this kinda, news. I can kind of underst- I can kind of understand it because they seem to be going around the whole, um, you know, the origin of the Joker. You know, with that movie coming out, isn't that this year that comes out? Uh, yes. Yeah. So with Alex of that, and, for that and Patrick Thornton, I'm sorry. Joaquin Phoenix. I get the two mixed up because they look so similar. Um, but with him, it seems to be that they're going down the route with him. So whether they're going to bring this Batman movie out and then they're going to have that Joker and that Batman together, yes. that's what I would see happening. And then apparently the whole um, Pennyworth TV series is in development as mm-hmm. well. Which, if it doesn't have Sean Pertwee, Sean Pertwee to me is, you know, like he's a definitive Alfred and you should Albert there, Alfred, for me, you know. And it'd be interesting to see who they cast as Batman. Speaking of which, before yes. we get on to the next one, have you watched any of the Titans TV show? Not yet, because but again, I've seen that as now on Netflix over here yeah, as well. Uh-huh. So, because it was one of the ones that I saw like the first trailer for it, and I was like, oh, I'm really I've, not sure of this. I've heard it is very, I've heard it is very dark, but the guy who plays Robin plays him. Really well. well, you know. It's de- it's definitely one I'll be looking into seeing, especially like I said, because it's on Netflix. It's yeah. just handy. It's there. Mm-hmm. If I need something to watch, I may as well. Well, I watch think it. I think what we should do then is, if we were to not talk about legends in our roundup Summer of the DC, reviews. and if we talk about that instead, something like that, you know. Yeah. So because we're kind of not watching that, we might as well focus on something new and watch that. Fair and maybe enough. maybe if we watch like the even if you were. Even if I watch and watch Supergirl and you were to watch Legends and we can kind of talk about it that way. Yeah. If you're not up to date with Supergirl and you don't want to watch it, then we have that. that but good. obviously this is going to be the last season that we have of Gotham yes. um, as well, which is aired in America. And I have went to watch some of them and I was like, no, I want something else. <laughs> so again, I, oh need, I need to get into the routine of watching that. So, But no, I, I think from what I've been hearing, because a lot of people have been coming out with, like you were saying... Who would they? Who they would like to see play Batman? Yeah, in these upcoming movies, and 
some people have been saying Oscar Isaac. Yeah, okay, that would be very interesting. So, I, think he, I think he could definitely do a Bruce Wayne very well. <laughs> so if Batman doesn't die, then you're um, fine. But other people have been saying John Hamm. So they have. Okay. Uh, former Mad Men star and Baby Driver and many other different things. But supposedly, again, they're wanting to maybe go to the younger side of things. Okay. And go for a younger actor, um, which would lead me to think, with what you're mentioning about the Joker movie here... Mm-hmm. Because it seems to be based in the past a bit. Yeah. And we've mentioned it again in previous Retroshock News. There's talk that there could be a small like Bruce Wayne cameo or something like that with Alfred. That they could be then trying to link those together. And this Joker movie could be the springboard in mm-hmm. to whatever comes next. I think also I read Jack Black wants to play Penguin. Oh, okay. Which right. I, could, I, actually, I actually could see it. I mean... I. I would pers- <laughs> personally speaking, I would love to see. It'd be great if they were like, were like, you know what? Let's get Danny DeVito back as, yeah. or let's get yeah. Jim, let's get Jim Carrey back as Riddler. You know, like, and do, if they were to do done some, right, yeah. But if they were to do something like that, and then so you have that person who went, oh, I remember watching that Batman whenever it first came out, like nineteen eighty nine or nineteen ninety, whatever. And then they want to go and see that with their kids, and go like, oh, he was the Penguin whenever I was a kid. So that's why I want to watch it. But you know, fine, right? It'll be freaking John Boyega will be Batman because they'll want to bring some diversity or something like that, which is fine and dandy. But it's just a case of now it's hard to predict who is going to be whatever. You know, the Penguin could be some slim woman instead of the normal small fat man that we're used to in that kind of universe. And that's the thing now is that your preconceptions of what this character is going to look like has now changed because it could Anything be... Anything can happen. It could be that there. Anything yeah. So, But the other side of the DC coin then that we got in the last couple of weeks also is um, this was very much in line similar to what we got with Joker a number of months ago. Remember with Joker we got this kind of quick thing on Twitter of just like a few second... A video. Oh, is this the subway thing? Of not even the subway thing. I was just whacking Phoenix standing there, uh-huh. and it was this really kind of you know slow tune. I was just him standing there, no face paint on, no nothing, and he just slowly the smirk went across his face, and then it transitioned to him having the paint mm-hmm. on the face of Joker. This was very similar, and this is of course the Birds of Prey movie with uh, Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in there as well. Ewan McGregor in it as well. Hello there. But this was similar in the sense of this was deemed a teaser, but it's almost more just test footage Mm -hmm. that they went, you know what, let's do that. I think this actually, for these sort of movies, for like superhero movies, be it Marvel, be it DC, maybe this could become DC's thing. Yeah. That if you're in early development, you know, drum up a bit of excitement, show people this is what so and so is going to look like at this as but, this character, but visual moving. But you could even do that as you could even do that as like a news report, and then say like Gotham today, um, uh, Gotham News today was sent some footage from uh, a bystander of Hardy Quinn, and then it's just some guy with a phone, you know, go like, oh my god, Hardy Quinn's here, mm-hmm. and then 
you know, it's something as simple as that, that you could use that and you could have that platform to show different clips yeah. of different movies, you know, like, and like you say, it's just like, you know, we've seen the Joker um, in, in town and, you know, like everyone fleed for their lives and things like that. He had his makeup on. One innocent bystander was able to get a quick photo. Here's what it is. Yes. You know, but it's that raw footage. It's almost like Cloverfield kind of thing mm. or Blair Witch thing where you can use that to your advantage Instead of somebody going like, they were on set, took a photo, and then they went here. Here's what Hardy Quinn. Here's what you know Hardy Quinn looks like. You might as well utilize that to yourself and go like, just in case you want to know what she looked like. Here's what she yeah. looks like, and then have a comparison of you know say the cartoon, the comic book, her in Suicide Squad, and her in Birds of Prey. Yeah, you know. I think the, this was again. This is another one of these. This teaser, sort of say, was another one of these very quick shot, quick shot, quick mm-hmm. shot, quick shot. Just giving you a quick glimpse. I had completely forgot, even though we did talk about it in the Reprochock News, goodness knows however many moons ago, that Ewan McGregor was going to be in us. I completely didn't even realise it was Ewan McGregor at first glance because it was going so quickly. Yeah. I was just like, who's this, who's this, who's this? And then I went back and I paused and I was like, oh, it's Ewan McGregor. Um, I also find it very weird seeing Canary. Mm-hmm. And this because, again, you have that CW you know, yeah. opinion. You have the preconception of, of what yeah, Canary mm-hmm, is, be, exactly. it, be it Sarah Lance, the original Black Canary from CW, or Katie Cassidy's uh, Canary. Um, I don't forget about and, Diana's. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Chief of Police. Um, but, yeah, she seems to be going to be like a bar singer or something like that, which is drastically different to, like, a lawyer or a DA yeah. of uh, you know, Star City. But no, excited for it nonetheless. Final thing then. Okay. Fast and the Furious. We just watched the trailer before recording here because you hadn't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Have they gone maybe one step too far on the wackiness and the craziness? Or do you I think, think the dynamic did... will work well? I think the they did that with uh, Jason Statham and the baby in the plane was the wackiness that they did. Now, that was funny, don't get me wrong, but there's only so many times you can push that envelope and people will accept it. Not Vin Diesel flying over the bridge and catching Michelle Rodriguez midair after she flew off a tank and landing on the other side. I've seen that happen. In, I've seen that happen in Belfast. So you know. <laughs> okay, I yeah. want to see what you've seen. Okay, well, uh, you know, it's all computer generated and stuff, but it all looks it all looks real. Um, yeah, The Rock just seems to be everywhere. You know, like and no offense to the fella, you know, like he's a good actor and stuff, but it's a case of with this. It's going to be another buddy cop thing where they're going to hit working with each other. It's like putting him with like somebody that he doesn't... It's like putting him with mankind. He didn't enjoy being with him and they ended up being best mates with him. And that's what's probably going to happen in this is that they're going to end up being best buds in this. But it looks good. And it's the Fast and Furious movies are one of these movies where your brain's left at the door and you pick it up on the way out. You know, like you don't need it for any reason. So this is going to be something else. Because whenever I was watching it, I was going to say doesn't seem to be a lot based on cars you know and then you see like a couple of bits do with cars and it's like all right whereas you see a fast and furious movie and it'll be like vin diesel talking about family or whatever yeah, supercharger family you know and it's more like rocket <laughs> you um but you see them racing around and all that kind of jazz and then here you've seen a couple of clips with cars and you're like okay i can kind of see why it's this way be interesting to see how it performs because it's like 
Fast and Furious presents. Whereas if I think if they did that, and it was like you know Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, because it kind of was originally announced as just Hobbs and Shaw. But if they do that, it almost sounds like oh, it's the follow up to Cagney and Lacey or whatever. You know, <laughs> whereas you piss Fast and Furious, if people are in the Fast and Furious, Starsky and Hutch, they're going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm. Uh... I'm excited enough for it. It's, I've seen every Fast and the Furious movie so far, so I'm not going to probably change things now, to be brutally honest. But I do think probably the funniest scene in the trailer is that bit at the end where The Rock is swinging over and smashes the boy's face yeah. against the lift and mouths F you <laughs> to Jason Statham. But they do seem to have a good dynamic together. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Okay, the last bit of news is to do with this time with Alan Partridge. First trailer is here. Steve Coogan is bringing Alan Partridge back to the BBC with a brand new series. Um, are you familiar with this? Have you seen the trailer for this at all? It's great banter. Well, that, the, well, yeah, he says that, but yeah. Um, he's going to have six new half-hour episodes um, um, set to air later this year. Yes, a quarter century after he first appeared in the B, Partridge will return in this time with Alan Partridge. Basically, this is going to be set up like a... Parquet or something, was One it? show. Yeah. So he's going to have a co-host so he basically says about she says about mid-morning matters yeah i loved watching it um it was one of my favorite shows he went well it's a radio show so you wouldn't have watched it and he keeps asking him for a glass of water so you can tell that he's back on tv but he's still as partridge has always been has been like it's kind of like michael scott from the office it's like cringeworthy to watch at times um so uh tim key will also be returning as simon and you run and uh, it just says, um, I think it's going to be out this year sometime. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how this goes. There's like a lot of stuff here to do with it. But um, apparently um, creator Steve Coogan confirmed Partridge's re- return in an interview with um, Pro Remain newspaper, the new appearing, new European, a, vo- a voice of Brexit, who would have definitely voted leave. Coogan thought it was likely that Partridge would experience a career revival round about now. Um, I'm interested to see it because I do love the Alan Party shows. So it's interesting to see because Know Me Knowing You was the first televised show that we had of Partridge by himself. We had him like in the day to day where he was a, a sports reporter. Um, that's probably where you've seen him doing the football commentary and going, Thoraika! And like, did you see that? That was a goal! And all that nonsense. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see how he comes full circle because. And the last episode of Knowing, you, knowing Me, Knowing You, he kills somebody. Yes. yes. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how this transpires and him working with somebody else because Parish does not play well with others. That he does not. Yes. So I'm excited to see that. And see, I'm surprised to see if um, he uses the catchphrase that we used to play all the time on this, I try to maintain a healthy anus. Yes, indeed. Um, I, think, I think this has potential to do really really well Mm -hmm. simply because there is a huge audience for that you know the one show yeah Uh, in the uk we've lost like our entire american listeners right now (laughs) sorry about alan partridge and the one show sorry everybody um but there's also another audience that probably just cannot be at all bothered with the one show and Mm -hmm. would like to see something that maybe just takes the pee out of it a bit Mm -hmm. and this has the potential to be that but this is the thing is that if somebody tunes into that they're going to think that it's a proper chat show yeah and then they're going to go oh, you know and you're going to get people who are going to complain about it and go like oh he shouldn't have said that and we're like no because there's not going to be I don't think there's going to be canned laughter or 
you know, filming in front of an audience or whatever. So I'm just interested to see about that. But I wanted to make that the last bit of news because, well, we'll tell you in a minute as to why. Absolutely. But we will get our lovely, wonderful, I'm sure you love hearing me say this, everybody, our plugs out of the way. Time for now. Good night, Chris. Speak to you in about 30 seconds or so. Well, 30 seconds is probably generous. But yes, everybody, if you have indeed enjoyed the show, feel free to get in touch with us. If you would like to give us your opinions on certain topics, we would love to read them out for you. But also, if there are certain things you would like to hear us talk about on the show, be it an old movie, TV show, etc., video game, whatever, drop us a line. You can do that on Twitter at RetroshockPod on there. You can send us a regular tweet or a DM if you need some more characters to get across your message. Or you can also drop us a message on Facebook. Just search Operation Retroshock on there. Uh, You can also leave us a lovely review on all the various different uh, podcast hosting sites. So iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, uh, Podbean itself. A review would be very much appreciated or a simple comment uh, would also be very much appreciated. And if you are in the States, if you do leave us a review or comment, send us a screenshot because we cannot see the American side of all these wonderful streaming sites. Damn you, Trump! (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a wall on the internet. Um, But yes, Chris, over to you to reveal what is coming up on the next episode yeah, so we would have done like a, we would have heard a while ago that we did like a Star Wars tag, that kind of thing. Um, what was the other one we did? Was it a wrestling one? There was a wrestling yeah. one, I think. Yes. So we're doing one to do with TV. Um, so we're doing one with some TV shows, you know, like what has, you know, like what's our favourite kind of things, but there's kind of different characters and things like that to do with Sorry, it. it wasn't, it was Doctor Who. Oh, yes, yes. We did do a wrestling one, though, I have a funny feeling as well. I think well. maybe many, 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 many moons ago, but okay, we'll, we'll figure it out. Well, anyway, so, yeah, um, so we're going to do one with TV. Um, what we're going to do as well is that there's going to be one question to do animated stuff, so the rest of it, we're not allowed to have any, any animated characters or shows or anything like that. Oh, right, okay. It has okay. to be, like, live-action stuff. He's but, throwing this one on me. Yeah, so uh, just in case you've prepared stuff, you know, like, it's time to go back to the drawing board and uh, see what you have. Um, but uh, yeah so we're just going to have to see what is there and um, see what we think about uh, certain TV shows and um, there may be certain things that you know like what's our f- least favourite season finale and what's our favourite season finale and all that kind of stuff so I'm interested to see um, what we come up with absolutely so everybody make sure to tune in next week when we talk about our favourite least favourite and everything else in between TV shows, TV characters, etc., etc. That'll be next week, unless something major happens, like a Star Wars title gets dropped. But until next time, we will bid you adieu.